Hello and welcome back. This is Life Through a Distorted Lens. I am Lindsay and this is Lindsay's Face. I'm just going to jump into the shenanigans this week. Um, you know, I usually bring you what I see on the internet as being insane, interesting, and maybe even possibly funny. And also usually sometimes, usually sometimes intermix what's been going on in my life a little bit. Um, so yesterday I was invited to a Bible study with a local friend of mine, but afterwards they were hosting a community event in someone's home that featured four or five um, people that are running to be on a school board locally. And I know I said in my last podcast episode of all, like the timing of this is hilarious, last episode that I was done with fighting the public school system because public schools are just corrupt and they actually kind of always have been corrupt, especially with the stuff that they teach. Um, and after watching that film, Dr. Nation, I, it kind of solidified what I'd already been feeling. Plus I'm pregnant. I didn't want to be putting myself in situations that were, I wouldn't say that the times I've gone to the uh, school board meetings locally, that they were overly stressful but they definitely riled my, uh, I don't know, just like, are you kidding me? Ness inside. Uh, you know, it's, well, it's unfortunate hearing the transgender side of the argument. Cause it's just, it's so discombobulated and doesn't make any sense. And it's kind of really pathetic to see, but, um, well, more than anything there, well, not more than anything, but they're incredibly long and they try to drag it on a purpose to tire you out and being however many months pregnant I am now, which is six, I believe, or something, 20, 30 weeks. You do the math. I ain't going to be shitting for a very long time. I mean, even when I wasn't pregnant, it was pretty brutal, but, uh, um, yeah. So this is for a different school district, this meeting that, um, this lady hosted at her home right after the, uh, Bible study, which was also great. Um, plus my friend drove me and I was like, all right, as long as there's food and water and bathroom, let's, why not? You know, I, I do want to hear what these people have to say because I know Round Rock's community and their shenanigans. I want to hear this local community of uh, Leander. So it wound up being amazing to sit there in a room full of local people that have had it up to here with the gender ideology, CRT, SEL, social emotional learning, um, pornography books in schools. I mean, you, you guys probably know if you've been listening to my podcast or if you have a child in the public school system. And if you don't know, honestly, shame on you. You should be looking into um, what kind of curriculum your child is going through in the public school. So I just feel like, you know, these, wh wh whoever it is, I think it's George Soros is funding all these Democrats to corrupt school systems. But, uh, you know, I think that they're purposely attacking really red areas that are very comfortable and have been comfortable in their ways to where they won't expect something this evil to smash their school up actually pretty slowly. It's, it's a, you know, liberal Democrats, whatever you want to call them, are very sly about their ways. They uh, change wordings of, they change the word of certain things. 
So it sounds good. Like social emotional learning doesn't sound bad on paper, but when you look into it deeply, it's entirely different, which just, that's just a classic tactic that uh, these evil people have been using, um, you know, and they literally said that in there, I think is the IGLYO document, which is a really early podcast episode of mine, maybe episode 13 or 12, where I covered that document that literally said they want to like, you know, skate by underneath the radar on purpose, go undetected. Um, it's just really shady stuff. But, you know, like I said, listening to the local people and being in a room full of mostly parents that have kids in the public school system and, and, or one lady is a grandma and she's running for the school board. Cause I believe she used to be, she used to be a nurse and um, maybe a teacher, but you know, uh, they were making a good point in the meeting about, you know, some people in there definitely don't have a kid in public school. I'm not going to put my kid in public school. Um, but it's a thing that's like, am I, do I really think that my child being raised no matter where really in America, especially, which is falling as we're watching it happen. Um, do I really think that my child won't interact with a child that has, that is, or that is in the public school system that has had their mind uh, under spiritual warfare, you know? So you're not, we're not gonna be able to escape this no matter what, even if I homeschool my kid, it's gonna, it's gonna rear its ugly head in one way or another, because it, it, it this ideology and all the madness <laughs> is really everywhere. It's so pervasive. And, you know, I feel like every day it pops up in a new segment of society where, where I'm like, really, my husband made a joke about <laughs> Because I'm obsessed with the Amish community. I'm like obsessed with not being digi digital, you know, removing myself from the digital realm, ungoogling my life um, as much as I can, even though I'm married to a Mr. Techie man, which is hilarious. But I'm obsessed with watching like Amish videos. And there's actually an Amish, uh, not convention, a, uh, I guess, fair locally in Texas that happens, I think, in the fall. I'm not entirely sure. That I really want to go to because there's a couple of Amish, Amish communities look or in Texas somewhere. I wouldn't say locally. Texas is, is mighty large um, where you can like watch them do classes of, I don't know, sheep shearing. Just, you know, I love I love Amish with my whole heart and soul because it brings women back to the kitchen. It brings women back to the motherly female duties of the household. It has men do the building of the homes. Um, I don't know if you've ever if you ever have the opportunity to look at Amish furniture or touch it and you know get to open a drawer get to feel it um i highly recommend it i don't know it's probably pretty rare because not that every state has an amish community in it i'm like does amish only exist in america i doubt it but again i don't know everything amish um i highly recommend it because the i had no idea that amish furniture is like top notch top of the line construction I was so impressed. It's definitely not cheap, but it's entirely worth it. You're, you're literally getting what you pay for. Um, so, you know, it brings men back to not, you know, no video gaming. You focus on what I feel like in my heart and soul that humans should be doing, which is like applying their human skills in life. Like whether it's a woman cooking or sewing um, or raising children, which is huge. I mean, you know, it's a big deal. And, or, you know, men working on the farm in the fields, um, you know, like I said, building homes. So my husband made a joke about, uh, wouldn't that, what was the joke? It was something about, 
Wouldn't it be funny if the Amish... Something about tra transgender, I almost said, well, you know, trains. I forgot the joke, damn it. But basically, imagine transgender transgenderism ideology infiltrating the Amish community and how well that would go. And I was like, honestly, I don't think the Amish are a threat to their ideology. But then again, why would I think that they wouldn't be selfish and want to take over everything? So, you know, I guess that they, that community could be corrupt as well, corrupted by them. Anyway, so some of the stuff they were discussing in the meeting yesterday, you know, just when I thought I knew it all about what the hell is going on in public schools, although I, I probably wouldn't because I haven't been keeping up with it. But uh, so from what I've heard with this school, um, again, this, I don't remember it, it verbatim. I was trying to take notes, but it was happening so fast. It was just, it felt like a movie when like people were like, Let, I mean, I'm exaggerating here, but being like, let's do something about it. <coughs> what do we do? Like, I mean, it was much more uh, mature and well put together. And, and, and I love how respectable everyone was towards one another in conversation. Whenever I see like uh, pro-life versus pro-abortion arguments, for example, like watching the college students who are pro-abortion talk to a woman who is, I'm, I want to share the video because I'm, I, I forgot her name. It is, she, her name is, yeah, I was right. <clears throat> Kristen Hawkins. Maybe it's Kristan. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. No one says, she just spells it with an A-N, not E-N or I-N. But uh, her, I guess it's her YouTube. Actually, I don't know what her YouTube is, but maybe Students for Life. Not sure. But, you know, it's a video if you want to watch. It's called Greatest Pro-Choice Takedowns with Kristen Hawkins. She's wonderful. She's, oh, you can't see that very well. She's obviously pro-life and um, she ain't for abortion. She ain't for killing babies. Go figure. Um, but just watching the college students, you know, obviously that have been infected with liberalism, go at the, trying to have a conversation with Kristen was, it's just so toxic. Like, some of them looked like they literally had like demons infested in them. This one like a uh, Latino woman or maybe Hispanic. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. Whatever. The attitude she was emitting, I kind of want to play it because it's so disturbing. All right. I'm going to play it. Um, let me mute myself. I hope this plays the audio. Every time I've done this, it doesn't play the damn audio. The person who took the banner advertising this event with my face on it and set it on fire on this campus, you shut down the conversation. Do you think that was okay? Do you think it's okay to set banners on fire? I think people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. So there's no moral right or wrong? I think people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. They can have an abortion, they can fuck five people in the night, they can come and listen to your speech, and they can still have questions for you. And you can set banners on fire? That's fine. People can do whatever the fuck they want to do. So do you believe that there's moral right and wrong? I can say it one more time for the people outside. I can do whatever the fuck. So she doesn't believe in right or wrong. That's actually a very scary society because there are rights. So for the people that are listening, it's, uh, you know, quite liberal looking women. What does that say? Protect. Her shirt is backwards, so I can't quite, quite read it, but she does have a funny. She's wearing a monarch butterfly um, T-shirt, MK Ultra. Look it up. But uh, unfortunately, whenever I show a film or a clip on from YouTube, or video, it kind of looks staggery, so it's not very fluid. But if you're watching, you can tell what happened. Maybe, maybe not. 
basically this woman is like leaning forward, like writhing her body. Like I can do whatever the F I just very like, I mean, I guess one way to explain it is snake. Like, um, I found it to be incredibly disturbing. Like, I don't know, just, you know, it's not surprising seeing young adults. That's a weird phrase. What is it young or is it adult? See, you know, young people act with like utter disrespect to an adult like that. But, um, it just really, man, whenever I'm going to clear mind here, having the veil lifted from my eyes about, you know, once I removed a lot of horrible sin from my life and a lot of liberalism, actually, I, I really see things much more clear for what they are. And seeing how this woman moved and how she, she spoke to Kristen was, I mean, I was, she, she just looks like she's demon possessed and it really looks like spiritual warfare, like in front of your face. It's especially back to back with these other people who are off, obviously um, just as rude, but um, you know, this, this woman here, she winds up cutting off Kristen repeatedly, you know, just total disrespect. Like talks, I call it just, you know, toxic conversational habits where you're talking over the other person. You're not, you're, you're quick to, let me just let it play. Actually, you're quick to um, have your say, like, you know, when you're talking to someone or maybe well, it's argument usually, and they, they respond almost immediately, not when, not even when you're done talking, which tells you that they're not listening. They're just ready to retaliate. Um, so yeah, this woman just went off and was like, read a book. It was just the dumbest argument. Oh my gosh. Her argument was like, she lives in a different country, not America. If an American man comes and sleeps with her or she sleeps with him and she gets pregnant, the baby inside of her womb is an American citizen. And I'm like, uh, I don't think that's how citizenship works even remotely. I was the dumbest. It was really sad. I'm like, I don't know where these people are getting these ideas. It's a great video to watch. I mean, Kristen's videos, her debates are wonderful. Um, you can just tell the difference in maturity, but that's, uh, I mean, pull back there in the conversation. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't remember, honestly, I was talking about the school board stuff. Uh, anyway, um, so, oh yeah, two of the chapters, I'm not sure, I might have been in English class in this local school, high school, I believe it's high school. One of them is uh, A World Without Borders, like, maybe not uh, chapters, but, you know, subjects that they cover, and something about a collapse of the of the na of a nation, which is like, oh really? Like, because that isn't happening now. It's It's just absolutely terrifying how Whoever is behind the corruption and trying to destroy America is doing it at every angle. It with it's so many tentacles going on, and if and they're doing it deliberately in the public schools, where these kids are gonna are going to be our future everything, future politicians, future bosses at companies. Uh, you know, you get it, you understand here. I was just blown away. Um, they're also one of that school removed uh, 9 11, like the history of not all about 9 11, period. Even though it's a. Um, oh, and they're also trying to remove the, like, the Alamo, the history of the Alamo in Texas schools. So I didn't realize um, that I guess whatever state you live in, um, you get that state's 
uh, American history. I just have never thought about it because I'd never, I've only lived in three states in America. And so um, obviously they would teach the Alamo here in Texas or the history of the Alamo, but they're literally trying to erase history and rewrite it. I don't know what they're trying to put in place of the Alamo. Um, probably, you know, predictive programming or programming the youth of today of what's happening now or what will happen, which, like I said, is collapse of the nation and a world without borders, which is just, it's insane because the current regime claims that there's no border issues. Um, but then like what's being taught in public schools says like a total polar opposite. So that's interesting. Um, let's, I'm looking at my notes here. I tried to take some notes during the meeting yesterday. Um, Oh, so from what I've heard with the porn books in schools, apparently, and this is not verbatim, but the basic idea behind what actually can get banned in school is that their rules are with the porn in books. If the book has a majority of pornography in nature, then it's banned. And I'm like, so if the book like has 95 or maybe even 99%, you know, nothing to it, innocent, just... I don't know, story about a boy and girl or boy and boy even, um, because I think lawn boy is the homosexual disgusting thing that I've seen so many times on social media and I don't ever want to see it again because it's just like that crap, crap that you put in your head, you can't remove. And it, it's so entirely disturbing. It's a little boy sucking off a, I think it's an adult man in cartoon form. Like, why in the hell does any kid need to learn about this? It's so obvious you're trying to corrupt your child. I mean, there's no other explanation, obviously, but um, sexualize your child because pedophilia is the next ladder rung. But um, where was I going with that? Uh, oh, so I'm like, it doesn't matter if there's only 1% of like that, like that pornography happening. The whole book should be scrapped. What a dumb idea or dumb... I'm not sure what it's called, not law, but um, guideline they have for actually removing a book. It's just, it's it's absurd. And I, at the same time, zero surprising, because like I said, their tactics are very sneaky and they know how to change wording or just word it in just a way that they skate by. And it's just so deceptive and it's so demonic because only Satan would have a game like this would game any system like this. Um, oh, and apparently the, the basis for them picking books, like, um, <clears throat> again, I'm learning so much about public schools and how it kind of functions in general. Um, I guess there's like um, book, not book clubs, but um, a group of people that vote on what books can be implemented in the school or recommended to the, the uh, school kids. Um, but I guess not even, I guess what the main, I, the main, um, what is the word? The main thing that they look for in books is if they have enough DEI, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's their only basis for picking which books they choose for the children to read. That's it. Like nothing else. So also that's also grooming the children for, um, a DEI world. And I'm not against like having a diverse people at all in America because America is about di diversity and different people from all around the world legally. But like, if you know anything about uh, DEI, it's 
incredibly corrupt. It's just another segue for a lot of corrupt ideas to make its way into your child's mind. Um, let's see. Oh, this is so insane. I mean, all of it is, obviously. In some water, I'm dying. <laughs> so, all right. So the, the local school here, or just imagine 20 years ago when you went to school and maybe you liked your public school, your uh, you know high school, you found it to be great, or maybe even your college, and you get those emails, or not me, well, maybe emails too, though, snail mail letters in the mail that are like, donate to this school. And I'm just like, why the hell would you actually still donate to a school that you went to when you're already probably broke from that school anyway? It doesn't make any sense to me. I, I'm just, I would be like, I'm done with you. Goodbye. So locally, they're sending out letters to not my generation, not actually, no, it, it is not, not, not my generation, not my age range, but my like grandmothers, the grandmothers of today and grandfathers, they're sending them letters being like, Hey, from the high school that they, you know, probably loved and appreciated. And there was nothing corrupt about it at the time, telling them how to vote locally when, you know, uh, local elections happen. Um, and that, you know, that they can trust them. Like, it's just, I'm per it's obviously illegal AF, like persuading someone to vote a certain way. And uh, it's just so they're really smart with their tactics, you know, not only not doing it like digital, they're, they're not putting it on Facebook. They're not emailing it. They're snail mailing it, which you, I'm pretty confident that that generation still, they're more inclined to do the old school way, which I guess now is snail mail and not exactly email. Not that they can't do email, but um, just the, even the fact that they're doing it through snail mail is so smart and, I don't know the people, the, you know, again, there's like a million conversations happening at this meeting. So it's hard to remember who was doing it and whatnot. Someone at this meeting either knew someone or was one of the ladies that was stuffing the envelopes with these letters in it being like, vote this way. Hey, grandma, vote this way. You love, remember the high school that you love going to, you should listen to us on how to vote. Um, the people that the women that were, or I guess it was women and men. I thought it was just women, but the women that were stuffing the envelopes, um, they didn't even know what they were putting in the envelopes. Finally, one of the uh, people that were doing it was like, do you know what this letter says? Have you read it? And uh, you know, all of them were like, no. So they finally read the letter and were like, I don't agree with this. This is, I'm pretty sure this is not legal. So even that is just like, man, I don't even know how they got them to do that task. I guess it's all about money. You just pay someone to do something as simple as stuffing an envelope, then they'll do it. Anyway, um, so that, that whole meeting was just, I feel like God's telling me or the Holy Spirit's telling me I should still be involved in the public school fight because I think, I mean, I have so much knowledge about transgenderism um, in general. And I don't know, you know, we're these, these kids in the public school system are going to be our future. So what am I going to do? Sit by and... I know this is like a total change of pace of what I said last week, but if I can do something about it to make some sort of headway and helping out our, my future and my children's future, then I should be doing something about it as much as I don't want to, but oftentimes we're called by God or the Holy spirit um, to do things that we don't want to do, but 
I don't know, you know, it, it, you know, this stuff is so evil and so big that it is truly something that only God can handle, which is why praying without ceasing is pretty important um, because this is really a David and Goliath story. You know, there's so much money and funding behind the sorrowing of the public school or just the corruption of the public school in general um, that it's easy to feel like, who am I? I'm a nobody. Um, I'm not going to make a difference, but uh, I don't know. You know, I guess here I am still fighting it. I mean, we'll see in what way uh, God will have me do what I can do. Maybe it's just doing my podcast still. I don't know. We will see. Okay, so now on to, um, I guess I'll cover some articles. I was going to talk about the movie The Kingsman, how insane that is. Oh, my God. All I do is mess with my hair or my podcast because it's so flat. I need a haircut. I haven't gotten a haircut in ages. Um, okay, let me share my screen here. This is going to be just uh, articles and whatnot. Let's see here. I already showed you this video. Oh, so I got banned from Twitter yet again. Uh, this is probably my fourth or fifth account. And for some interesting reason, they won't tell me. This is the one time that they haven't told me what the offensive tweet was. It said something about like, you know, we don't agree with any hateful content. All right. Your account has been suspended and will not be restored because it was found to be violating Twitter's terms of service, specifically the Twitter rules against hateful conduct. It is against our rules to promote violence against any or directly attack or threaten other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious aff affiliation, age, disability, or disease. Additionally, if we, if we determine that the primary purpose of an account is to incite harm towards others on the basis of these categories, that account may be suspended without prior warning. Oh, maybe that's what mine was, this whole thing. So I, I suspect, <laughs> I suspect why it was suspended without even them telling me what the offensive tweet or tweets were is because there was this thread of men who pre-estrogen, which looking like a male, and then post-estrogen, still looking like a male, um, like their estrogen glow up, whatever you want to call it, which is not a glow up even remotely. And so I was like commenting hideous, uh, giving my personal opinion about someone's looks that I think that that's just like ugly or I'm like male jawline. <laughs> like not all of it is me being like hideous or insulting someone or whatever. I'm like, it's so ridiculous. This just, I can't even give my opinion. I'm like, why can't I have my opinion? I think someone's hideous or something is hideous in this world. Like, I don't particularly like mosquitoes. I think they're disgusting. If Am I going to be banned from Twitter if I say mosquitoes are disgusting? Um, it, I, it's just ridiculous. So I think that's what it was. I literally, and then I'm like, made me think that that whole thread is like a bait for people to be like, um, you know, do what I did, which is saying that it's, they're not, they're not attractive. Like these people are so delusional about what they're like, they think they're like a cute anime girl. And I'm like, that's, that's ugly. You're ugly. I think that you should be able to, I think we should not live in a world where no one gets told that they're ugly or they're not cute because you have to deal with rejection in life. That's just a part of life, which also brings me to this thing. Locally, I've seen in front of a grocery store and actually in front of a UPS store, um, that it's like an anti-bullying campaign group. 
I don't even remember what it's called. S specifically, I remember it being like anti-bullying. And I, I really regret not walking up to them and being like, what is this about? Who's paying you? I just, it's so obvious that I think that that is connected to what's going on in public schools as well and our society about you're not even allowed to, I think people should be bullied straight up, like 100%. Like it, 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 it has you grow a backbone, even if you go through depression from being bullied, um, you know, for years in high school or whatever school, however many X amount of years, um, it either shapes you. Well, it doesn't either. It, it shapes you. It, it, it makes you re more resilient. It doesn't make you so sensitive to if anyone, you know, imagine living in a, a bubble boy or girl world where no one insults you or no, you don't deal with rejection in any capacity. The one time anyone says anything close to anything, like if you don't deal with any of that, then you, I think it's easier to misunderstand or really feel deeply if someone says something even close to an insult or even close to a bullying phrase because you haven't dealt with any of it. So I think it makes people way too sensitive. Like, it's just, I think it's total BS. You know, it's one of those things where I'm not for like beating up a person even remotely or attacking someone physically or, you know, actually, I mean, anyway, you know, I'm not for violence, but I just really believe that these things make you stronger and it, it provides a learning opportunity. And if you remove that, I'm not, Obviously, you guys understand what I'm saying here. I'm not for like random bullying, whatever. I'm, not, I'm trying to like, I'm not even going to say it because I don't even know what this platform deems is like. I don't know if me saying the word, I'm not even can like trigger something. I don't know how the uh, robots that remove and suspend things on YouTube work at all. Like, if you say a certain phrase, is that going to wake up the. <laughs> wake up the ban robot and go what did you say ban i don't know my brain so again uh i don't know when i'll be back on twitter because oh, god having a podcast is strange because i feel like i don't want to tell the digital world about my tactics and how i skate around uh you know possibly getting a new twitter account but can someone donate to me your phone number so I can use Twitter. Honestly, it's kind of, it's been pretty great not being on Twitter, having a uh, peace of mind because there's a lot of crap on Twitter that I would never put in my podcast. It's just like pure violence. And, you know, Andy No is a great reporter, but a lot of the stuff he posts is like really violent, like bashing in people's faces, blood. It's just gore, like constantly. And people have gotten so desensitized to, which is a really dangerous place to be, that they retweet it. And I'm like, dude, you're, you just showed someone that like moments before they died. Do you really think, I'll, it, why would you want to perpetuate and have other people look at this and be horrified and just, like scarred from this? Have that put, why would you want to put that into someone else's mind? People just do it like willy nilly. And I'm like, why, why are you retweeting this? Like Twitter is pretty bad. It's, I know I think I've talked about this little faces of death thing and how, how it's just bad, man. Like, I don't even know what Twitter considers to be like bannable content anymore because pornography is allowed. I think I don't see any of that. But, um, although whenever I try to look at a, a transgender person's account on Twitter, just to be like, what is this person's life like? Like, 
it's always the same thing. But I, I tend to forget that more often than not, they're like they're heavily into into doing porn themselves. They do cam stuff, and I I scroll and I see like a dude. I'm not even sure how they take this picture. It must be like a self timer thing. Like on a a dude fully butt ass naked on a bed with like his balls and dick hanging down. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> get it off the screen. But uh, I guess that's a plus one for the trans community that they got to troll a non got to troll someone who's not for that in a way because it, it made me go ew. And I'm sure they're like, haha, yeah, plus one for us. Anyway, so um, I'm trying to get my stuff to share. for the, the main reason why I like to be on Twitter, like I've said, is to share the news that happens pretty much as it happens. I've noticed that Twitter is like one of the first platforms or the, the first platform that winds up being the first one to air any sort of news. So I did enjoy bringing you guys a wide variety of insanity. And I just gotten my Twitter's accounts like algorithm on who I was following to like a perfect refinement. And of course that's when I get the ban hammer. So uh, maybe I'll keep doing articles here. Let's see. I mean, I can find other ways to do it. I've been getting articles from, well, first of all, I liked having Twitter because it was a wide variety of where I sourced my information from. I don't want to get all my, podcast information from like Infowars or I don't, I like to have a variety, so it's just more work. Um, let me pause this real quick. Oh Lord. I don't think there's any audio with this. So I actually talk over it. Um, this is a video caught by, I guess, Robbie Starbuck in Chattanooga, Tennessee of, I'm going to read it. It's from the real Andy knows, uh, Instagram, Tennessee video recorded at the Chattanooga pride youth event at Wanderlinger, what kind of what a horrible brewing company name. Wanderlinger Brewing Company. What a dumb ass. I'm sorry, that's dumb. Let me guess, all they brew is IPAs. Uh, on September 24, 2022, shows a child stroking a performer's groin area and children watching risque drag dance routines. This is so disturbing. I'm just like, it's 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 fucked. So it's a Black Little Mermaid, a Elsa and Anna. So what's interesting about this video is that I think these three people here, I think all three of them are actual female women. Now, that being said, I don't think it's appropriate that a child is li literally stroking, literally stroking the Little Mermaid's crotch because she's wearing like a, you know, hip to ankle a thin like skirt thing. I don't even know how she moves in it with sequins. But of course the one spot, the little girl, uh, let me pause real quick. The one spot, the little girl wants to brush the sequins is right on the crotch. And I'm like, if you were the performer, I don't care for male or female. How could you not be like, Oh, haha, that's not like turn to the side. and be like, you can touch it right here. Or like even still though, like it's, a, it's a child touching an adult human bot human's body. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, oh my God. Then it makes me think these like sparkly pillows are grooming them for this. I'm kidding. But, uh, yeah, but I, I think these are all women. And I think a lot of people thought and still think that these are, are men, you know, drag people. I hate using the word queen, as you guys know, because queen is for an actual female and drag people, drag queens, air quotes are men. So, um, 
Yeah, and, uh, iconic that it's actually Disney characters. You guys know how I feel about Disney. If you don't, go watch Elsa Gate on YouTube. I mentioned it quite a few times. Um, I think Disney is disgusting and fully in on sexualization of children, um, 100%. I mean, how many times has Disney put in their movies, like, let's see, Lion King, when the uh, Simba or whoever lays down in the dirt and, like... <sighs> They can't just make a film and not have like a priest's boner in it. They have to put in the dust that the, when the lion lays down the uh, sand, that the dust that gets kicked up writes the word sex in the sky for like a brief moment. Uh, and then the little mermaid at the end when Ursula is in like the human form, which I would argue she looks more attractive than Ariel, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's not even the point here. Uh, when she, when Ursula in human form is marrying like doped out, uh, what, what's his name? I almost said Ken. What is the guy's name? Anyway, Prince something. Anyway, the the priest that's marrying them has an actual boner that's like flopping, and it's undeniably a boner. Uh, and then on the cover of the Little Mermaid is the penis in the towers. I mean, it it is a penis. Okay. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. There's a lot. I mean, it's sick. Like, why someone went out of their way to sexualize, put sexual content in a children's movie? Okay, like repeatedly, and apparently in the um, uh, Adventures Down Under. What is that one called with the squirrels? If you know in the comments, I know you know in the comments. Adventures Down Under. No, what is it called? Ah, I've only seen that movie once. I think. But like they're fl they're flying by in some sort of sardine box or something. Again, my memory is hella hazy here. Uh, like it's a really quick scene. The male and female characters. Apparently in the background, I had never heard of this one until like a couple years ago. In the background, I shit you not, there's like this window cutout, and it's an it's it's a cartoon movie, obviously. But there's this window cutout out of an apartment, I believe, or something in the background that has like a, um from the chest, the breasts up, and like it's a naked woman's breasts in the window, but it's really tiny and it happens like a, a really fast, quick second. And I'm like, again, somebody like, how did this get by how many people that look over the film? It's, it's absurd. I mean, I'm sure there's lists out there of all the perverted stuff that Disney has put in their movies, but let me go back to the drag event. So <clears throat> the video continues <clears throat> and, um, you know, the Little Mermaid and whatnot starts twirling. It's two little girls that are up on stage and just, oh, God, it's so disturbing. I don't care if it's male or female. Obviously, it's more disturbing if it's a male um, because it's a little girl stroking in the middle of this girl's crotch. Okay. But after this clip is, um, God, I hate it. I hate Disney so much. Is a dude wearing like an apron. Okay. Let me, let me rewind and pause that. A dude in a dress. Okay, this little girl is like uh, six feet away from this male adult uh, that has fallen on the floor, lifted his leg up like 90 degrees. Okay, his crotch is open and wide. Wide open for children. And people sit here and willingly bring their children to these events and go, what's the problem? What do you? What's the problem, bigot? What do you have a problem with it? You don't like you don't like inclusivity. Absolutely, positively disturbing. Again, this is kind of like the uh, porn in books. 
I don't care if this routine is like 90% innocent, um, but only 1% this with the legs split ass open. Get it out. Absolutely not. Hell to the no. Beyond inappropriate. All you need is one second of corruption to be like, get the fuck out of here. Go back to hell. No. Like, uh, it really pisses me off watching parents throw their children to the wolves. It's, it's livid. Is that the parent? No, it's a kid. You know, and there's just, and then there's this obese, like peacocky Rio de Janeiro looking feather freak, like writhing his hips all like, <laughs> I can't explain it other than like mini gyrating at a fucking bar. Is this kid like sitting at the bar? This kid is sitting at the bar. Ew. And just like, what is happening? Like, ew. Also, suspenders on the what? Okay, look at this. There's a baby watching this go down. These poor children. Oh, my God. Why is this? Look at this kid. Look at this kid. This kid is literally, the mom is crouched down on the ground with her. I'm not sure. I'm really bad about guessing ages. I'm assuming five-year-olds or something um, standing up. And the, the drag freak abomination gets down on his knees to get down to the kid's level. And the little kid's instinct is to not reach out, not be like, hi, and friendly at all. It The, the little girl gets behind the mother to get away from the drag uh, demon. Look right there. It's like, please go away. This is horrible. Oh, my God. It's horrendous. Like, it's hideous. It's fat. It's bloated. Look at this mother. Oh, my Lord. Watch this. It's a mother with a, again, I don't know the age, maybe one years old, one and a half with the child on the woman's hip. And then the drag man, the woman literally gives the, looks like little boy to the drag person to hold. Yep. Handing it over to the demon. Not a problem. And they laugh and they think it's cute. This little girl who's so precious Oh God. Walks up to the guy who's like in the middle of performing and hands him money. Yep. Anyway, so the video keeps playing and it uh, makes me want to throw stuff. Honestly, after that, I'm like depleted of all energy. <laughs> so Italy elects, this is this article headline is hilarious from USA Today. Italy elects far right government, Georgia Maloney, to become first woman uh, prime minister. And I could not find the video of her saying, like, I guess after she was uh, elected, saying some extremely based stuff. And it was it was obviously translated, but it was awesome. She's obviously not for gender, gender ideology and just for like the normalization. Just, she's for uh, a normal life, okay, of non-insanity. And it was an awesome video. And I couldn't find it because every time I try to find the video, it's going to be on some like extremely... CNN -y, USA Today type video that calls her a far right, <laughs> well, fascist or whatnot. By the way, apparently she's not even far right. Um, she's a she's if you're looking at the center line of left and right ism, she's a little bit to the right. But my husband made a good point about if you're a, a lefty, anybody who is anywhere to anywhere to the right of center, they consider that far right. Period. 
Um, so I'm really excited for Italy. Not that I gave a flying F about Italy prior. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know a damn thing about other countries. Um, but I think it's awesome. And I think there's, from what I've heard, movements in Europe and other countries that are, have had enough with lefty everything. So they're electing more, um, I hate using the word right wingy, but a conservative, uh, constituents. I think that's the right word. Um, here's some malarkey. <laughs> just hilariousness, just randomness. You know, there's, there's a lot of crap in the world. So I like to bring you crap, I guess. Uh, I'm, well, honestly, I, I think of Ellen, my friend, Ellen um, is on the same wavelength with me. My friend, she's my best friend. Uh, uh, not shout out. What's the word? Uh, I'm prayers for all the Florida people. My goodness. You know, I've, I've grew up in Georgia and um, I know Florida deals with hurricanes like all the time. And from what I've heard, they, you know, get spooked about, oh, Hurricane X, you know, fill in the blank is coming. That's category five or four or whatnot. But then when it hits land, it's not usually that bad at all. So a lot of people feel like it's a false alarm. Not with this one, but in general. So when I heard about this one, I was like, oh, it's fine. Like people say it's going to be bad, but it doesn't wind up being bad. Um, from what I've heard, uh, it definitely hit like the South Florida area pretty bad. So. I hope that people get the help they need and all the animals. I hate seeing videos of animals like being rescued. Oh, I'm like, how could you not have your animal prepared when the hurricane's hitting? How do you not have your animal ready to be like, to go with you? Like I saw a video. I don't know. I'm obviously shit happens, but it makes me so sad. Oh, all the animals dying. I care more about animals than uh, humans. Apparently by the way, by the way, can we talk about people's etiquette with their dogs? Give me a second. A little bit of a rant time. Um, I grew up with all, not all animals, let's say dogs, cats, mice, gerbils. Um, I guess not that big of a variety, but um, I definitely grew up with like a, um, a lab type mix. I, I like bigger dogs like that, like loyal dogs. I think people that own dogs think that it's normal that when you let your dog outside by itself, like in your yard or something, that it's just normal to let your dog bark, like just to let it bark and bark and bark at nothing. And I don't think that's normal. I don't think your dog should be barking incessantly. Obviously, if you like come up to the dog and it barks a little bit, maybe that's okay. I, I'm not even okay with that personally, because it's, you know, uh, jarring to the person or dogs that jump on people. I can't stand it. And when people, when, you know, um, owners of the dog just sit there and let the dog jump on the person and don't do a damn thing. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? This is inappropriate. I literally went to that uh, meeting yesterday and I have a huge, the dog, I was wearing shorts and it scraped my legs up and I, I wasn't going to make a scene out of it. I wasn't like, oh my God, my legs. I, I was a quiet. I didn't say anything about it. So the lady has no idea that it happened. But there's a huge, for some reason, um, I guess when a dog or someone scrapes hard enough, it's not, it doesn't bleed, but it becomes a bruise. So I have this huge, massive line bruise on my leg. And I'm like, I, if I had a dog, I'd be so embarrassed that the dog was jumping on someone. Like, I don't, I, I really despise how people assume that, say someone's coming over to your home for the first time, that they automatically assume that everyone is a dog lover and that they don't mind dogs jumping on you or slobbering on you. I'm like, I fully mind. I don't. I don't like that. Like get your dog under control. Like people just, I think that they think that that's normal. Um, 
you know, she didn't even say anything. It wasn't like, oh, she didn't even make an attempt to be like, get down, stop, or I'm, I'm so sorry, which I'm, I'm like, really? Like, I just got scraped up by your dog. How do you feel about that? I really wish I actually like made a fuss about it, but I was, I didn't know the person. I wasn't going to be like, oh my God, just whatever. I just hate that she doesn't know because if, if I think people need to know that this is happening, otherwise, how do they know, how are they going to know to fix their animal? Um, or, you know, correct the situation, which is, which is why, which is why I firmly believe in letting people know of their mistakes. Um, or even, you know, like I said, the animals mistakes of, cause how else is the person going to be like, Oh, I need to fix this. Um, anyway, God, I hate that. We were staring at an Airbnb thing once, um, like a shared building or not building, but a house kind of a thing. It was really cute. Um, where it has like a central kitchen area and then like four or five other rooms where you don't, you don't really see the other people often. Um, but when we got in, there was a, like a dog and it was slobbering all over me. And like, just, I'm, you know, we had just gotten there and the person was like, Oh, she's sweet. Like being like, this is okay. And I'm like, that's, I'm not, I don't want your dogs effing drool on me. I know I'm trying not to cuss here, but I've already cussed like four times. Old habits die hard, but I'm like, I, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it seems to be so common that dog people are like, what? You're not a dog lover. Ugh, you're an asshole. Wow. Loosen up. No, go F yourself. Like I, anyway, you guys get the freaking point here. I just can't stand when people at least don't even make an attempt of, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or like, get over here, bunny, whatever you call dogs names. Sounds like I'm so Anyway, so that's my whole rant about dogs. Get a handle on your damn dog. Also, I don't know, wherever we live, <laughs> there's always a neighbor that has a barking dog. We had one in San Jose above us, which was horrible. And I had to like document. This is so ghetto-y. I couldn't call like animal services or whatever. I had to literally sit there and write down the time, duration, and everything specific about when the dog barked on a piece of paper and then mail that snail mail that into like animal control. Weirdly enough, I actually did that and I sent it in and the lady's dog did quiet down a lot more after that, which is, I don't even know how she I'm like, listen, this lady can do it. Why can't other people do it? Like get a handle on your dog. God almighty. <sighs> okay. I think I've talked enough about the dog stuff. You get it. It just pisses me off to no end. Obviously. Um, this is funny. Oh, Ellen in the smart home thing. I don't know how I went from that to annoying dogs. Um, this is uh, from Infowars. New doorbell technology can, de can deny access to COVID positive people. How does it know it's COVID versus like the flu or something? Um, God, there's this movie called Smart Home. I believe it's called. It's done by Disney, of course, of all people. Ellen told me about it and it's terrible. Don't watch it. It's crap. It's just like, it's so gay. It's for like... Um, it's for, I don't even know what age range. It's so corny. It's I'm an adult. I'm like, why am I watching this? Cause it's corny and whatever. Um, it's about a smart home that goes haywire and like gets all possessive and psycho, which I'm like, of course it does because it's AI or whatever you want to call it. Some smart, anything is BS. And it's no matter what the technology is uh, in my experience, it's never smart. It, it never works. Like it's never hundred percent effective. It has the design of a human making it. So it's going to fail at some point. Like we used to have those um, light bulbs 
Philips Hue, I believe, where you can like have a freaking app for and turn it on and off from your phone. That didn't wind up working like 90% of the time. Um, it's, technology a lot of times sounds good on paper, but then uh, when you actually try to implement it and use it, it winds up being, it's just more problems, just more problems. I'm not going to read the article just because it's pretty um, self-succinct. What is this? No, wait, actually I am. This doorbell is a brainchild of Ross Mark Breiter, who appears to be behind Pulse Security Systems. The content-wise sparse website for the project states that what makes the device unique is that it is equipped not only with the camera, but also an infrared beam thermometer that takes a person's temperature. Yeah, like because that'll never be faulty. As well as a fingerprint scanner that takes the pulse and starts biometric scanning to confirm identity. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh, and the camera is used for facial recognition and what increasingly sounds like a full-fledged biometric lab rather than any doorbell you currently know of also incorporates a microphone for voice recognition. So yeah, hi, this is the government. We're going to track everything that you do, including what doorbell you rings and what your temperature is at. Hello, welcome to Full On Minority Report. How do you feel about it? Um, I, I remember that I used to love that movie. And then I watched it like maybe a year ago and I was like, this movie's effing corny. Some of it was just so lame, but um, just when that came out, I remember how revolutionary it was. That the idea and concept behind it was terrifying. And here we are, like half of that stuff is actually happening in some way or another. This one, I, I've, I've heard this happen before. The next article is from Fox Sports, Fox News. Braves' moniker, Tomahawk Chop Celebration, questioned during White House briefing. 2021 World Series champions visited the White House on Monday, which puke. Uh, so somebody asked, actually, I'm just gonna play the video. It's right here. Um, the president hosting the Atlanta Braves today, wondering if you or the president has any thoughts about some of the controversial mm -hmm. about the team name, the Braves name, the so-called Tomahawk shop, any thoughts on, on that? So look, we, we believe that it's important, um, to have this conversation, uh, you know, and, uh, and Native American and indigenous voices, uh, they should be at the center of this conversation. Uh, that is something that the president believes, that's something that this administration believes, and he has consistently emphasized that all people deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. You hear that often uh, from this president. The same is true here, and we should listen to Native American and indigenous people who are the most impacted uh, by this. So where are the indigenous people being like, yeah, can you guys do something about the Braves tomahawk chop and the the term Braves? <laughs> can you? It's just it's so it's such BS. I don't understand this at all. Like, let's remove um, highlighting Indians in a baseball team and like being positive about it. And like, it, Braves and baseball games are fun times for uh, all for all to be had. You know, they're not being like. They're not making fun of the Braves or anything that's like negative. So why would why would anyone do a damn thing about it and like remove or change the name? That's like um, well, any of this stuff, like Aunt Jemima being removed from the bottle. I'm like, but you're literally removing a black person being represented on a product. Now you've removed a black person from being represented. How is that how is that inclusive? It's like literally the opposite of including someone. You know, all of these other, I guess, labels or companies that remove black people from it or the uh, Indi Land or Land of Lakes lady 
who is an Indian woman. I'm like, but you're removing Indian representation. What is the offense here? What is offensive? Who actually looks at that and goes, I'm offended that I'm being represented. What? <laughs> it's white people that do this. White people are the ones that are like, you know what? This is offensive. Offensive to black people or indigenous. I'm like, you're not even black or indigenous. Why are you? Whatever. The woke virtue signaling has no ends and there's no end. Okay. I'm going to end this podcast on some glorious, literally gay transgender. Um, at some point it's just become, it's going to become the next step up, which is transhumanism and possibly are you allowed to, I don't even know if you're allowed to say this word. I think you are. Edophilia. You get it anyway. God, I hate censoring myself. I despise it. So I apologize if it sounds like I'm speaking non-English here, but I'm like, I, from what I, I don't know, I think I've heard that word is bannable on YouTube land. I don't know anymore. You know, I have one, I think I have one more strike. Again, YouTube makes it also impossible for you to look up how many strikes you have currently and like what, where you're, where you lie in the offense lineup. Like I can't find how many I have left or cause there's like a cool down period of like 90 days. It's just, if they make it so like convoluted and confusing and you can't find the information about it, I'm pretty sure it's on purpose. They don't want you to figure out how to work their way around it or be fair about it because fairness doesn't exist to these people. They want you out of here. So this is, <laughs> I'm going to play it. I'm not going to explain during it, but it's a new Virgin Atlantic, our new uniform code video that came out yesterday, September 28th, 2022. And let me just say, I will never, I have never, and I will never fly Virgin Atlantic. And I think it's Branson, Richard Branson owns this airline. Vomitus Pucus Maximus. All right, I'm going to actually pause it because the video is just so choppy. But it features everything that I already said. Men and woman face. Uh, a pilot that's like breakdancing. Look at how cool we are. An obese black woman. Look at this dude. Look at this effing dude. This is a man. This is a man. With like so much freaking makeup on. Oh my God. I'm like, yes, I want this freak serving me water or coffee. Imagine waking up from a nap and seeing that. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck is happening? Where am I? Um, I think that's a woman. No, that's a man. I don't know. I can't tell. This looks like some non-binary person with the cultish, not even cultish. It is a cult. When you have that one eyebrow segment removed and shaved, this one actually has two. Maybe they've maybe this is their they've been knighted or like they've been given a medal to step up and do two little slots in their eyebrow removed, two nose rings. Um, yeah, I'm sure they're non-binary, which is a female. Um, here's a dude in a full-on woman's outfit, like strutting on the literal runway, uh, skirt and like this shit doesn't even fit the man. It's too tight. But that doesn't even matter. I don't want these people in my vicinity. Be normal. And there's a fat woman wearing like a, it's just like, it's the, uh, it's the gender 
confusion, blurring the lines where there is no sex, where you can be whatever you want to be. Anything normal is not cool. Uh-uh. No, no. They're all like doing this stupid ass dance. Ugh. People, no. How embarrassing. Look at this dude. No, no. Where's like the normal people? I guess that woman's normal in the front. I'm sorry. This isn't very, this isn't very inclusive. They put the normal person in front. How dare you? Why is there not a trans person in front? Canceled. This airline's canceled. I'm sorry. Fat, fat woman, really ugly. Gay man again. Wearing woman's clothing, appropriating womanhood. This is a man <sighs> pretending to be a woman who's a pilot. Actually didn't even catch this one in the video when the video went by because it's uh, went by so fast. This looks like a full on, uh, yeah, man and woman face. Again, it's a lot of break dancing and being like, look at how hip and cool we are. And at the end, it says Virgin Atlantic, see the world differently. I'm like, nah, nah, bitch. I don't want to see the world differently. I want to live my life normally on the Amish homestead with none of this bullshit buffoonery. You're not cool. Go home. Anyway, I guess that was my quoting, quoting? No, my, my cussing quota for the week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all. Uh, I apologize. What, what week was that? Was it even last week when I tried to, I, I wanted, I thought I was putting the video on Friday at 1 PM to air for the premiere chat. It wound up being Thursday because pregnancy brain is very real. I apologize for that. I feel really bad about that. I wanted to join you guys and chat it up as usual. So thanks for watching my video. Be sure to give it a thumbs up. Give me your comments. Um, let me know your opinion about any of this stuff. Where do you think I'm wrong? Where do you think I'm right? Um, yeah, let the commercials roll. Hey there, thanks so much for listening to this podcast and making it this far into it. You can support my podcast and what I do many a ways. Head to my website, which is lindsayplatotionart.com forward slash shop. There's all sorts of goodies you can buy there on my website, like the skeptic pin, the adult human female pin, the adult human male pin. There's all sorts of uh, embroidery goodies and crafty goodies that I make myself that you can support by purchasing these items. Or head to mysubscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens and become a rational revolutioneer where you can support my podcast with a monthly subscription or head to paypal.me forward slash LP foster kittens where you can leave a one-time donation or multiple however you want to do it. A free way to help out this podcast is to share this podcast on social media with your friends or leave a Apple podcast review, which just head to Apple podcasts, scroll down, leave a five-star review and write up a little comment. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast in whatever way you're able to support it. Until next time, party people.